Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Coming to you on a, a beautiful Thursday beautiful, afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, a concert series coming on tonight that we'll talk about kind of in our shout-outs, what's happening, you know, who, who's playing tonight, even though y'all will not hear this till Friday, uh, and then also who's coming up for next week. Matt, also, there is a huge, uh, you know, we, we talked last on our last show about Top Gun, uh, just an absolutely fantastic movie. Today is the start of another huge summer blockbuster, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, they say it is the last one. This will be the last one. They're bringing back the old cast. They're going out. Well, we'll see how they go out. I don't think they'll all go out eating or how that's going to work. But they're going out. Um, and uh, because of that, Matt, we're going to come to you. We're going to bring to you today uh, our top five summer movies of our lifetime that we actually saw in person. We're going to be covering that at the end of the show. Yeah, call them blo- uh, blockbusters, Derek. Summer blockbusters. Uh, we'll be covering that here in just a little while. But uh, Jurassic Park. Just a little bit of a hint. You, you may hear that again here in just a minute. But well, uh, it's, it's the 29th anniversary Saturday. So you'll listen to this on the Friday. So tomorrow to the day, June 11th, 1993, of Jurassic. Jurassic Park uh, could not be more excited to see this movie again grew up with it we'll talk about it but trying to get my daughter to go see it with me sometime this weekend and we'll see how that goes but uh, just a, a good thing and that's what we're back in movies 100% could not you know just very excited for what the summer is going to bring from the movie side oh absolutely post pandemic back into the uh, movie theaters which is the way it should be really excited about that uh, I'll try and get over there and see that sometime pretty soon but uh, Jurassic Park was uh, the original again from a blockbuster standpoint I mean everybody it just was um, I mean it was just uh, for its time 1993, the special effects, the different stuff. I mean, there was a three or four year period where dinosaurs just became really big. They became oh, yeah. definitely a big thing and, and had uh, touring, you know, uh, animatronic dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. So that would have been right there in high school for me, uh, 1993. So so very interesting. You're going to hear a little bit more about Jurassic Park here shortly. But uh, as I just mentioned, it could have been a little bit scary for some people back in 1993. And uh, a lot like the housing market, if you choose to go into the housing market alone, it can be pretty scary. You don't know what you're doing. You're worried, hey, am I taking the right offers? Hey, have I staged the house correctly? All those different things. Let me tell you who can help with that. Our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They're ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team and were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. Currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're selling, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics, all the knowledge that you want from your realtor if you're thinking about buying or selling in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Simply put in all your different filters. You can see the dozens of homes all throughout DeSoto County and the Mid-South for sale if you're in the market for a new home. Call the best. Work with the best. Our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And remember, every home needs a couch. UTW Podcast, always brought to you from the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Car and Van Rental, located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce, right here in Hernando, ready to serve you if you have an insurance claim, if you're taking your car to a body shop, if you have a, a car trouble where you may be putting your car in the shop for two days, two weeks, sometimes two months. 
Give us a call. We'll work with you. Try and keep the business local. 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're traveling for the rest of June, traveling in July, putting something together for when the kids go back to school, maybe a weekend trip or something for Labor Day, we're starting to get those phone calls. Call us today again, 662-469-4555 for cars, trucks, or passenger vans. Mobile Car and Van Rental, thank you again for supporting the UTW Podcast. Well, Derek, before we get too deep into our autumn review, and we're going to talk about some movies here shortly uh, later on in the show, two separate people texted me and agreed that uh, Dirty Dancing was a bit uncomfortable now that we've gotten older. Um, <laughs> Johnny was in his 20s, and uh, Baby was uh, maybe six. No, she had just turned 16. Just turned 16. Just turned 16. So uh, there was a reason the dad was a bit, you know, uh, standoffish. Actually, actually I'm, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> he should have been much worse. Right. The dad should have really come after him hard. Well, yeah, well, you look up, and uh, the, the older daughter who messed with the guy who – it turned out to be a scumbag himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's um, just a hot mess. The whole thing, hot mess. Uh, definitely Dirty Dancing. And as we talked about, we're going to break down our summer blockbusters, which Dirty Dancing was, uh, from a mathematical standpoint, was definitely a blockbuster uh, in 1987. Budget of $4 million, Filmed at the, uh, basically, like Camp Lake Stevens or something like that. <laughs> filmed, uh, you know, for, for nothing. You know, grossed over $200 million at the box office. I mean, but again, two separate people did text me and say, hey, I, I, I agree with what you said about Johnny. Well, I, I, spoiler alert, it's not going to be on our list. No, because, it's not going to be on our blockbuster it's, it's, list. it's complicated. But let me tell you, Dirty Dancing, great movie. Enjoy yeah. it. I mean, I grew up with it. My gosh. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The soundtrack's it's a really, really good yeah. soundtrack. Uh, actually, a really good soundtrack. So anyway, look, uh, that's enough Dirty Dancing talk for right now. But let's go ahead and talk about something that happened this past Tuesday night. We previewed it on our last show. Let's review it now. The Alderman meeting from two nights ago, Derek, right here in the city of Fernando. All right, Matt. Uh, this was a very fast meeting. Thought it would be. Uh, they got ran through it pretty quickly. Uh, we do want to let people know, and this is going to come up, the Veterans Day Parade and the Ch- Independence Day Children's Parade were both approved. Veterans Day Parade, again, will be November 11th at 10 a.m. during the day. Usually goes from like 10 to 11, and then there's a wonderful reception for the families, uh, usually at the Armory. Um, that happens after that, so we'll, more to that to come as we enter the fall. The Children's Day Parade was approved for July 1st, and again, I'm going to save that for the shout-outs coming up uh, after our first break. The next was dealing with the fireworks. Again, the fireworks were approved. It will be done by DeSoto Fireworks. Brian Blake will be handling the music entertainment, uh, and then, of course, there is a flat fee for $175 for anybody that wants to be a licensed food vendor during the event and we'll, and we'll talk more about that uh, also in shout outs the approval next was to enter into the agreement to allow Haifa uh, that is the Hernando Youth Football Association to use Milton Kirkenall Park they will be able to use it for free uh, that was approved and then really the last uh, three things that were talked about the first was the lowest and best quote for the soccer parking lot soil cement the lowest quote was $30,600 it was approved and then the lowest and best quote for the soccer parking lot dirt work it was $14,000 by Williams Concrete. It was also approved. And then finally, there was kind of an update on the uh, street and paving repairs. There was uh, some discussion on roads being done in Edgewater, the Edgewood neighborhood, that some of the streets weren't being done right. They may have to come back with a thicker coat and that sort of thing. Nothing really applied. There wasn't – we couldn't see the numbers as, as viewers, uh, so really nothing to talk about there. They did mention they will spend all of it. Uh, they did mention that um, there were some overages, uh, but that the lottery money coming in, uh, they got, I think, a full – couple $400,000 they get another batch of money coming in after July 1st so they should be able to get everything that was on their list done uh, but they won't really have any extra money of course they, we know that they, they're having to find another $300,000 uh, for the rest of the paving down Green Tea and 51 they got that million dollar grant but they're still about 300000 short so they may have to use some of that lottery money for that so that was discussed and then they also did request Joe Frank 
uh, Lauderdale to come up with his next list. So this list, they've, they've knocked it down, and then let's move on to the next list. What's the next 5, 10, 12 look like? So he's going to have that for them in the next meeting or two. So other than that, again, a very short <laughs> meeting, and that was done. Pretty so, Hey, Alderman, we need you to have a longer meeting, talk a little bit more stuff. <laughs> that really helps our show. Let me go back to the Haifa thing, Derek. Uh, Hernando Youth Football Association, been around a long time. A lot of different people who listen to the show have been heavily involved in that, whether it was their kids, maybe they helped start it, all that different stuff. If you play football at Kirkendall Park, this coming fall and aren't happy with how it looks, Mm -hmm. how it is, how nice it is and think, man, we should do more stuff for the, uh, the parks in the city of Fernando. Please keep listening to the show. That's right. That does have something to do with what the show is going to be talking about over the next four, five, six months. If you want to improve the parks, Please listen to the show, the UTW podcast, for the next five months. I'll leave it there, and I will continue to not let people know how I feel about the penny for the park thing coming up. That, I'm going to continue to hold that good. out. I'm not going to let people know. I'm going to keep that close to the vest. Well, Derek, thanks for the review. Uh, pretty simple you know, YouTube video uh, watching there. And uh, thank you to the Board of Aldermen, the mayor, city attorney, all the people who had to be there last Tuesday night as they continue to do city business. We really appreciate what you guys do. Well, Derek, let's t- turn our attention from the city politics. Let's move a little bit more countywide. The Board of Supervisors uh, had to do a little bit of work on some stuff that we've talked about, the word redistricting, right here under the water tower for the last year or so that we've done our show, or almost two years now. That has been a heavy part of our show, of course. The Board of Supervisors were going undergoing their own redistricting. Tell us all about that. Yeah, they had to, to adopt a new electoral map uh, laying out the, what the boundaries would be for the political districts where people will vote for the next decade. And again, we've talked about this while they had to do it. So the board held a public hearing Monday and they reviewed four potential maps. There was four that were brought by the consultant uh, for the, you know, with also then two alternative maps outside of that. So the consultant brought four. And Matt, we had uh, District 40 State Representative Hester Jackson McCray. Uh, she brought two of her own. Now, the consultant was Chris Watson of Bridge and Watson, and they, he explained how the process, how they came up with the maps, you know, how they have to be redrawn every 10 years. Again, we, we've discussed this uh, on here several times. From the not, census numbers. From the census numbers. Which that went very well. Uh, we talked about that on yeah, the show. Well, Way to go, <laughs> census. It may have been about 4.5% four, four off. Yeah, it may, may have been off a little bit. happened to be in <laughs> certain particular states and districts, but yeah. uh, no, no big deal. Uh, so that, And again, the district can only deviate 10%. So with this new census, we are out of 10% and a couple of them, so they had to be redrawn. Because of the growth, the county's districts were off by 26.5%. Sounds right. So again, the district one variance was 2,159, so that, they, that's how much they were over the 10%. District three was under by 5,732. So again, it can go both ways, 10% either sure. way. Uh, so that means a lot of people uh, have moved from District 3 to another district, so they had to look at the whole thing. Now, he said that DeSoto County is unique. Now, I did not know this. It is, we are the only county in Mississippi that has five elected officials who are all elected using the same electoral maps. So our Board of Supervisors, our Election Commission, our school board, our constables, and our court judges are all voted on based on the same map. There is no other county in Mississippi that can do that. And that'll change with this? No, no, it does not. No, this stays the same. It's because we have... I'm saying it'll stay the same, but what I'm saying is that all those those districts change. That's right. So whatever district you end up in... Uh, for this new new one would be where you vote for all Very those interesting, things. Yeah. Now, he did mention that the minority population in DeSoto County has grown. He had to take that in consideration when looking at this because of the fact that, you know, you cannot uh, dilute, because we've talked about this before, Civil Rights Act, uh, one man, one vote, you cannot dilute Did it show how that. much growth? Did, we, did he say that? Um, it's the, uh, it's, he said grown significantly more diverse. He did not give so percentages. From 2010 to 2020. That's right. He said okay. another factor, of course, we mentioned it. Um, he said that uh, he did uh, – 
say that didn't give specifics as to what districts went up or down. He said that he company tried to draw a minority majority district right to reach 50 percent so i mean that's what of course you, you try to do things by the civil rights and the the law they you try to get so you could put as many as possible legally uh and so you know 50 percent would be wonderful if you could have a minority majority district was not able to do it district three will be the highest minority district at 38 and a half percent based on the, the proposals who you're going to uh, that, that, well, I, just a second. Sorry. The, kind of uh, what that deals with. So when you take anybody who is part of minority, you can, you cannot get to the fifty percent mark. He said the, the the best that he could do was forty eight percent, but that was like kind of drawn in and around. Yes, and again, yes. th- then you get into gerrymandering. Of course. Now people say, well, gerrymandering, you know, kind of went against minorities, and the, and yes, historically it has gone against minorities. They've been drawn to to kind of dilute the vote. Well, it can go the opposite way too. If you are trying to get people in a group area and like and, and you're looking at boundaries you're looking at how the shapes look and if it looks completely out of whack and and it can be done it can go both ways sure so can. he he also wanted to make sure they were not gerrymandering so 38 and a half percent is kind of what he was looking at at the top for the minority majority vote he also mentioned that when you're redoing it you look at the districts that are already there you take creeks uh, natural dividing lines. You don't like to split up subdivisions, and so all that uh, maybe uh, maybe like right of ways where they have electrical easements, you know, anything like that. They take all that into consideration when they're trying to draw it because you want to keep it as fair as possible. You know, uh, one man one vote, but also make it as seamless as possible so people literally across the street aren't voting in different districts. Correct. So he took all that, and so that's it's a very hard job. I I don't you know that's why they have engineers and all that stuff to do that surveyors. And he said that so again he came up with four maps, and he said that all four options were within the 10% deviation. So, again, okay. any one of the four could, could work. Right. Uh, they looked like they settled on alternate one. Now, alternate one, again, and we're gonna, and you kind of mentioned what that looked like. I'm going to have that for us for the next, well, probably at the end of the month, one of our shows, because it technically has not been approved. Uh, they Because the, the one reason it was not approved this past time, now there was some people asking, hey, we want more time to look at this. Not supervisors, but uh, people that were in the meeting. They were uh, why, why hasn't the public had a chance to digest this, etc. They seem to be pretty happy with Alderman One. The only issue was is that uh, Andrew Miller, uh, who is one of our aldermen, but also he was there as a citizen. He said, "Look, um, these plans are great. I understand what you're trying to do, and you know, we, I'm an alderman. He's very familiar with it, right?" Yeah. He said, "But the one that you're looking at divides." Uh, the historically black district in Hernando basically in half. He said, "Now I'm not saying you're dividing a neighborhood in half, but you know the black population in Hernando is pretty concentrated, and this map does kind of go straight through it. Would you consider that fact? You know, when you're trying to, you know, because I know that my my district or my ward is mostly, you know, it's I think it's 40 percent black, 45 percent black after the last redrawing, which is the the most in Hernando. Uh, I would like to those to be kept together, you know." In one district or the other, would you mind look at that? And actually, a couple of Lee Caldwell uh, and Michael Lee both said, you know what, you're right. We need to go back and look at that because it does split that. Didn't, wasn't really thinking about that. We were looking at it as a whole. But even you know, Hernando and Horn Lake had the two highest minority populations, and we really need to make sure we pay attention. Horn Lake seems to be okay with the way they were drawn, but but they did agree that, that the one that they liked, that so they've asked Watson to go back and kind of maybe – 
pull all those in together, either into one district or the other. Didn't really say which one. Didn't matter. But that, and then be able to compensate that with other houses. So they've sent that back to them to make those slight adjustments, and then that will come back. I believe they meet again on June 16th. After that, assuming that's the one that's approved, we will have that for you and kind of let you know basically where most of Hernando lies, along with the District Three that had the minority majority. And look, this had to happen again every ten years, based off census numbers. Um, they redistrict to to try and uh, best. One man, one vote. That's the saying y'all have heard on the show a million times. One man, one vote. Be you know plus or minus ten percent. Right. That's, That's right. kind of what they've been trying to do. So uh, we'll have more information towards the end of the summer when they make that change official. Uh, redistrict. Uh, it affects all of us here in DeSoto County um, with our board of supervisors. So uh, again, good work by them. Focus on that. Go ahead and try and get it done because. One of the things we talked about with the, uh, under the water tower was how long Hernando kicked a can down the road when it comes to the last uh, redistricting before. Well, part of redistricting and districting and all those different things, of course, is going to be your voting. We talked about the primaries on our show just the other day. Tell us uh, those results from the primaries on Tuesday. All right, Matt. As expected, there was a very low voter turnout Tuesday for the Republican and the Democratic primary races to determine who will face each other uh, on the November ballot for the first district U.S. Congress uh, again in November. Now, Matt, what percentage of voters do you think turned out on Tuesday? Seventeen. Five. Sounds right. Five percent. I, I gave five percent of the registered voters in DeSoto County cast ballots. So again, there's 122,071 registered voters. You could take five percent of that. Less than six thousand people voted during the uh, county election uh, on Tuesday. Those who did go to the polls voted for the candidates who would go on to the general election. Uh, incumbent Trent Kelly and Democratic challenger Diane Dotson Black of Olive Branch will be facing each other in November. Now, Black, uh, who ran as a Democrat, got 83.88% of the vote. This is in DeSoto County. Uh, the, the Democratic vote. Right, yes. the Democratic vote in DeSoto County. Again, she's from Olive Branch, so she got 84% of the vote. She was challenged by Hunter Avery, who received 295 votes. In DeSoto County, on the Republican side, Kelly finished with 81.12% of the vote, while Mark Strauss of Olive Branch garnered 815 votes. So it was interesting that now Trent Kelly is from Tupelo. Black is from Olive Branch, obviously. Hunter Aver, I'm not sure where he's from, but at least two of the candidates were from Olive Branch, which I thought was pretty, again, this is for the entire first district, which is basically north and northwest Mississippi. The Associated Press declared both races. Uh, Kelly had 89.7% of the vote for the entire district with Strauss at 10.3% on the Republican side. And Black received 79% of the primary vote uh, in the 1st District and Avery with 21% on the Democratic side. So, again, uh, it will be Deanne Dotson-Black and Trent Kelly that you'll see on the ballot in November. Derek, you and I talk all the time off air, typically on air now. We admit to probably never being uh, holding an office possibly. Man, can you imagine doing something and losing 90 to 10? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, 10% chance of doing something. Man, that's um, – yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, public well, service is not for me, and no. that's but wow, ninety to ten. Because he got out and worked hard, he got out and did all the stuff. He he did all that to lose ninety. Well, to not, 10. You know, he either raised money, which takes a lot of time and effort, right. or he self-funded, which is now that's a lot right. of money out of your pocket. <laughs> well, I can't imagine walking in a room like a room of a hundred people and coming out with only 10 people that like me. I don't know. That's a struggle for me. Maybe that's yeah. a little bit of an emotional yeah. thing. Thank you for those people for uh, you know throwing their hat in the ring, and good luck in the uh, November election. We'll definitely be talking more and more about that. Maybe try and get uh, both of those on uh, on the air. I mean, why not? Give yeah. it a shot. I mean, I mean Trent Kelly, what's he branch? doing? Trent Kelly has nothing to do. He has nothing going <laughs> I'm on. I'm hoping right – well, he gets August off. 
He gets you know, August they, they off. They do get August off, so we can have him in August. I'm sure he'll be stumping around. He'll come. He'll come here in August through here at some okay. point. We may try to see if we can have him on. Republican or Democrat, if if he comes into the UTW podcast. When gas is $6 a gallon, I don't think he and I would get along very well. Well, I mean, that's a great question to ask. Walt Starr is his representative for okay. this area. Okay. And so I, Walt, that's a good name, Walt yeah, Starr. Walt Starr. He goes to all the events, a uh, wonderful guy. And so we could, we could absolutely reach out to Here Walt. We, we know he's coming through, have him on. And then, of course, Ms. Black, she lives in uh, Olive Branch, so we can definitely get her on too. Mm, that's, a, that's something interesting. Good luck to all those people coming up in the November elections. It'll be here before you know it. I know there's a lot of work between now and then. I guess what I'm saying, Derek, is if I ever ran for uh, an election, uh, there better be some assurance or insurance that I can, I'm going to get uh, you know win. That's that's uh, that, that's that's my thing. And look, if you're looking for a winning team, if you're looking for some guarantees, looking for some coverage when it comes to insurance, reach out to our latest sponsor, Holland Insurance, based in South Haven but ready to serve everyone under the water tower. Holland Insurance was started in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. They work with companies as large as Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Bruce Robinson, and Jerry Holland are ready to serve you today. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. If you have an insurance license in the state of Mississippi and would like to work or maybe make a change, maybe possibly work with one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the Mid-South, call Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland today. Again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Well, as you listen to this show on Friday, definitely want to encourage you to get out to our seasonal sponsor tomorrow, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. With over 40 vendors kicking off the Hernando Farmer's Market 2022 season, some of those include Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes, 6N Tubbs Bagels, Precision Sharp, Coffee Central, Clayton Farms, Davis Meat Company, many, many more will be there at the Hernando Farmer's Market on the historic Hernando Square every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square all the way through October 29th. And then there'll be a special Farmer's Market on November 14th as part of a Dickens of a Christmas. The Hernando Farmer's Market, welcome back to the UTW Podcast. Something else going on in the square this weekend, uh, Derek, as we record our Friday morning show on Thursday, music tonight on the square. Looks like going to be a beautiful night. I hope we don't jinx it and a storm rolls in, but <laughs> looks like a beautiful night, Derek. Who we have tonight and next week when it comes to the sunset on the square? Uh, Matt, tonight we have the Rodell McCord Band, and then next week, of course, this will you'll listen to this, and we won't have another show before the we won't have another shout out, excuse me, before our, uh, the next concert next week. Next week is Rustin Haven, two great bands over the next uh, two Thursdays. So please get out and enjoy it. As you said, hope that we didn't jinx it uh, for tonight, seven to nine on the courthouse lawn. Hey, don't forget five Thursdays this week. So there'll also be bands on June twenty third and June thirtieth coming up. Sunset on Square. Thank you to the Hernando Chamber of Commerce for a wonderful event. If the weather's right, there's nothing better to do. 7 to 9 right here under the water tower. Well, Derek, uh, I will say this, and we'll turn our attention to something else. The DeSoto Arts Council does such a wonderful job. My daughter did attend. Again, my daughter is the Hernando Miss Hospitality right now, currently reigning uh, as Miss Hospitality Hernando. So she's trying to make some different events, take some different pictures, and and support and push statewide uh, the city of Hernando. And uh, she went to the DeSoto Arts Council First Friday back porch party last week and had a great time. Uh, she really was very um, complimentary of them. Said it was a really, really nice time, a really neat event. So uh, definitely get out when it comes to July 1st, the next 
first Friday back porch party for the DeSoto Arts Council. Until then, something else going on with the Arts Council. Derek, tell us about it. Yeah, so the exhibit this month is called The New Art of Hernando, and it runs from June 3rd to June 22nd. It features arts by students who have taken art classes at the council this year. So all the art that you'll see in there that's kind of displayed around was actually made by art students sometime between January uh, and June of this year. So again, uh, it's unbelievable art. It's just really beautiful, the fact that the talent that we have in this county. And again, these are basically high schoolers uh, and, and younger. And there may be a couple of college. I don't want to say there may be some uh, people from college or junior college that also took something maybe in May, but uh, that, that they're out there displayed. So please get out there and look at it. Again, it's, very, it's free. You just walk in June 3rd to June 22nd. Uh, and also, again, while you're there, it is a gift shop. Shop around. Uh, there, You can purchase uh, you know any kind of art from local artists in there. So again, really encourage you to get that. If you've never been to the Arts Council, the little white building just north of the square right there on Highway 51, fantastic place that offers so much in such a little space. Derek, I I bought some uh, soap there in the nice. last couple of weeks. Really, really good soap. Mm-hmm. I need to uh, recognize. I don't know exactly who the the vendor was or whatever, but really, really good soap. I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, no other way to put it. Uh, art's not necessarily my thing, so I didn't go in there to to buy any art, but uh, came out with some soap. So you, uh, you know, supporting. We got baskets. They got all, they got jewelry. <laughs> got all kind of things just, in there. It's just, just supporting. It's a good place. Yeah, and look, Derek mentioned it just a second ago. Two quick shout outs coming up. Uh, obviously, patriotic was my word from the weekend last Tuesday. Coming up, 4th of July weekend. Don't forget, 4th of July is on a Monday uh, this year. Derek, please tell me the banks are not taking off the 4th and the 5th. No, just the 4th. Oh, my gosh. Just you guys, just you are something fourth. else. The banks, it's unbelievable. They take off. They take off. They have other uh, other um, holidays uh, upcoming, for sure, where they get a Monday off. But uh, we digress, of course. Um, July 1st and the 4th. July 1st will be the Kids Parade. The Kids Parade, Derek mentioned it. The Alderman approved it. Wonderful little event. I think they probably – Get all together at the Hernando Baptist Church parking lot. 6.30. 6.30. They'll go straight up towards the square. They'll go around the square. Wonderful event. Really good. Tons of Instagram. A lot of photos. Uh, parents and grandparents taking pictures of kids. So uh, very, very good event. And then on July 4th, as Derek mentioned, the uh, Board of Aldermen approved the funding for the fireworks. They approved the music for the fireworks. They approved, uh, you know, if you want to be a vendor, a truck vendor or anything like that, they approved that as well. So that's coming up. Just a wonderful event. Great time to be in the city of Hernando. July 4th weekend if you're not at the lake you're not at the beach what a great time great city to be in july 4th very patriotic city here under the water tower so uh, look for that coming up july 4th well that finishes off our desoto county shout out so much stuff going on in the summer if you have a non-profit event and would like maybe a little more coverage maybe a shout out here on the podcast let us know. Email us under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Something else, Derek, that we forgot to do. Wish we would have said in plenty of time, maybe in April or May, maybe we'll do this, you know, coming up next year or something like that. Vacation Bible schools. Local vacation Bible schools would have been a good opportunity. I, I literally just thought about that when yep. you were talking about upcoming events for nonprofits, and our church starts on Monday. Now ours is quote unquote sold out. Right. Uh, but and that's a that's a great thing that we could have done. Right, vacation Bible schools. I mean, look, look for them. They're all over the place. Look on Instagram. Look on Facebook. My daughter's attending the one at First Baptist Church this week and has absolutely had a blast. So that's something to look into right there. Uh, again, we talk about living in such a great town, a great city. Vacation Bible schools are so important for kids, you know, 4 to 14, 4 to 10, 4 to 12. So thank you for the DeSoto County shout-outs. Let's turn our attention now, Derek, uh, to the official dentist of the UTW podcast, DeSoto Family Dental Care. Tell us all about it. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. 
The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new fence construction, anything on the outside of your home or office, call Richard and his team today. Let him come out, give you a price. If he can't do the work, he'll point you towards someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for being one of the longest sponsors with the UTW Podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662 662- 892-8419 or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Any new listeners to the UTW podcast might not know we took a couple of weeks off when it came to Memorial Day weekend, took a couple of weeks off last week or last Tuesday, our first show back after two weeks. We visited, we joked around about, hey, high school sports are over, things kind of died down. So we're looking for some different things to talk about at the end of the show. So we're starting to kind of come up with maybe some different countdowns, maybe different lists that might be kind of interesting, maybe a little nostalgic for all of us who listen to the podcast. And Derek, we came up with, since we talked about Top Gun Maverick, we just talked about Jurassic Park, the Jurassic, maybe the last one happening uh you mentioned to me via text hey summer blockbusters let's come up with our top five summer blockbusters um that we've seen in the in the theater Derek's a little bit older than me so (laughs) he threw out a couple of things that I didn't necessarily couldn't remember if I'd seen him in the theater or not but Derek we both came up with a list you go first and I'll rotate in with some different ones we had some of the same because we're kind of similar with what we like and the things that were very important to us as a kid from a standpoint of the movies we enjoyed tell us about you you go first all right so as we mentioned this is uh, kind of in honor or, or acknowledgement of Jurassic Park Dominion that will be coming out this weekend and then there's a couple other uh, movies that we'll also mention shortly that we're also kind of honoring this weekend and we wanted again matt the rules had to be during the summer between memorial day and labor day so not you know i know some carry into the the summer had to start memorial day weekend through or or begin before labor day weekend because there there have been other blockbusters but they're not in the summer so this is a summer summer. blockbuster that we saw in the theater was the goal and you had to see it in person in theater so you actually had to spend the money buy the ticket go so this is what kind we're looking at uh Uh, tickets are probably two bucks No, I think they've always been at least five. Yeah, I don't ever right. remember when I was young going that when it wasn't right. $5. Um, now, these are our all-time popcorn summer movies. Now, mine, Matt, are in no particular order. I couldn't really Mine either, them. yeah. Mine either. All right. My first one, Karate Kid. 
Wonderful movie. The Karate Kid. It was now again. I, I looked all this up to make so sure. So real quick, Derek gives it. facts. Derek does way more research <laughs> than I do. I just tell you the movie I saw, how it made me feel, and we move on. So well, I, mean, I want to make sure. So it was theatrically released in the United States, June twenty second, okay. nineteen eighty four. Uh, the the film received mostly positive review reviews from critics, many of whom praised the action sequences, the storyline, etc. Now the film was also a commercial success, grossing over one hundred and thirty million dollars worldwide. I like to think of anything over one million being a blockbuster so it qualifies for that during the, the yeah in 1984 it was so you're yeah. telling me dirty dancing got a hundred million more than crying wow yeah. making it one of the highest grossing films of 84 and hollywood's biggest sleeper hit of that year of course it starred pat Morita, ralph macchio elizabeth shoe and my boy billy zubka matt could not be happier when this movie like great movie changed my life uh, well, I went, I that, went, at that age it i went and started life. taking karate as everybody, most kids everybody did. took karate. Right, yeah. Third and fourth grade, I was in Correct. karate. Absolutely, that, because of that movie. Furthest um, I got was maybe. I mean, was it like a green stripe or something? Yeah, I think I, I got. Like I didn't get very far. It fizzled out. Belt. What was the next movie that, that I changed my attention to? <laughs> uh, but again, I mean, it was a lot of but the soundtrack. Yes. Again, we talk about soundtracks. Yes. Uh, wax on, wax off. Yes. I mean, sweep the leg. Yeah. Just I mean, all unbelievable the different one-liners yeah. yes. coming from that. Yes. Great, great movie. Now you and I've talked off air numerous times about this movie. Daniel LaRusso probably would not have made it out of the first round. No. He definitely no. would not have beaten Dutch. He, Dutch would have destroyed <laughs> There's him. There's no way Dutch loses. I still don't know. I, I think Daniel LaRusso pretty much had an illegal headshot. I still yes. Dutch still won to me. Right, There's no way Dutch loses that match. That guy was angry. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how Elizabeth Shue noticed the kid from <laughs> Reseda. I mean, she was, uh, yeah. I don't have to, I, I love Elizabeth Shue. Always oh, have. Yeah. I, I mean, she, other movies, Adventures in Babysitting. Fantastic. I love Elizabeth Shue. She's, she's, um, she's, an attractive lady or back, back in the day. Back when I was a kid, she was definitely a, yeah, a big thing dude, for me. Alley with an eye? Oh, absolutely. All right. So, Karate Kid, very good choice, Derek. Uh, and we'll get to some of the ones that we agree on here in just a minute. Um, again, I don't have many facts when it comes to my movies, but I'll tell you mine, and then we'll talk about the ones maybe we agree on. Okay. One of my favorite movies of all time, The Truman Show. Wow. Truman Show. Great one. Great Jim Carrey. If you've never seen The Truman Show, go watch it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Obviously, uh, catch you up on it. Uh, Baby is, he's the only person in the history of the world born on a TV show, Mm -hmm. followed. He doesn't know he's on a TV show. The only one that doesn't know. He's the only one that doesn't know. It is a massive hit, massive success. It's the first quote unquote reality show. It's the first reality show. But, Derek, 1998, I believe this movie came out. So, college for me. Really, really good movie. Thoroughly enjoy it, in my opinion. It, it was foreshadowing what we're doing now. Exactly. It's exactly it was foreshadowing what we're doing now because now people choose yeah. to be Truman. Every day. They Every choose day. to be Truman. They tr- choose to have cameras on them. They choose to do those things. Truman Show, one of my favorite movies. If you've ever, if you've never seen it, it's a more serious role for Jim Carrey. So it's not as uh, typical Ace Ventura and stuff like that, which I really enjoyed. But it does uh, show a lot of the human psyche when it comes to there's a certain part where he, they're talking to him and, and he says back to the his little shows god whatever mm-hmm. you were never in my head and to me that's always stuck with me you were never in my head your thoughts your you you possess those thoughts no one can be in your head except you and i thought that was very telling and just one of my favorite movies truman show uh came out in 1998 during the summer if you haven't seen it go see it thoroughly enjoy it what's your next one i don't know if we share this one or not back to the future we do not share that one so back to the future july 3rd 1985, of course, the uh, science fiction film directed by Robert Zemeckis and written by Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Of course, it stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, and Thomas F. Wilson. Matt, this movie had a $19 million budget and made 
$388 million. And two sequels. Two sequels. I mean, just an absolute monstrosity. I mean, that, like, you saw that. This was the first one. Karate Kid, you know, changed me because I wanted to do everything and do all the karate stuff. This was like, Thought provoking. Is this possible? Could we be running on garbage in the right. future? Science fiction. <laughs> right. Uh, science fiction. Uh, go back to you know your past, which everybody would love to possibly go back and see those different things and how he ran into his parents and how he had to change the time. Is it, tremendous movie, wonderful movie, great blockbuster choice right there. Yeah, and something that kind of also makes me sad is that uh, they were closer to fifty five than we are now to eighty five. Yes, which is disgustingly. Scary. <laughs> I love Michael J. Fox. I did as a kid. I loved him as Alex P. Keaton from Family Tie. I, I just he's he's one of my favorite actors. Uh, I really enjoyed him, and you know, obviously, um, a hard fight against him right now with Parkinson's and and what he does there. But uh, he was. I mean, that's what that was my childhood. That oh, was man. my childhood. One of my favorite shows. This has nothing to do with the movie on Family Ties. Two things. His best friend kills himself. Oh yeah, and that's yeah, part of that. That's, right. that's a very tough yeah. episode. And then the one, one of my favorite songs of all time, was it Billy Vera and the Beaters or whatever? What would uh, wonderful song? So his I girlfriend, exactly. Yes, his yeah. girlfriend gets on the yes. train and he drives all night. He I drives forgot, all yes. night. Oh, dude, you got to go back and watch it on YouTube. That is a fantastic. She yes. gets on the train. They, he, yep. she's leaving. I know exactly. He she, drives all. Yes, right he night. drives all night long. And when she gets off the train, he's there, and that song is playing. One of my best things. Go go. Yeah, Skippy, yeah. Skippy, Skippy episode on YouTube. Skippy, Skippy's tough. Skippy Skippy's episode, tough. and then the one with the uh, where, where where Michael J. Fox. I love Michael J. Fox. I always have, always will. He's just a really Team Wolf was one of my favorite movies as well. Oh, I should look at that when that movie comes out. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know. We, we got plenty of them to talk hey, but, about. But, no, seriously, but like Biff, great, great yes, villain. Yes, uh, and. I would take right now at this moment that 1985 Toyota truck that is parked in the driveway. That truck is fine. Uh, you and I both have a friend of ours who has a white one similar to that. Yeah, very. She's rock. Yeah, she's rocking that love thing. Love that truck. I think she might actually be playing, uh, having to drive it right now because there's cars in the shop. <laughs> but uh, we digress. All right, so Derek, my next one is, and this this was a huge blockbuster movie, Batman. Oh, the original Batman, You're Michael talk- Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, original Batman. Uh, I don't know about you, but kids had Batman shaved in the back of their head. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> The T-shirts, the music, Prince, it was huge. Batman was a massive movie, 1989. I guess that's the first of now 40 Batman movies that have come out. Uh, But just, I mean, of course they had the cartoon or the, not the cartoon, but the series, the TV series running in the 60s and uh, with uh, Adam West and those sort of things, that happened. But this was the first that really kicked off, okay, maybe we could do superhero movies in the movie theater, we had Superman about a decade right, before, sure. and it kind of petered out, went away, and then they brought back Batman, and then literally it seemed like oh. every three or four years, and now, of course, with Marvel, it's every year, right. or twice a year. Uh, but again, that was uh, really the big the big thing, and then it carried on and, and had, what, three or four reiterations uh, before the the current one now uh, that we have with, um, what's his name, uh, Pattinson. Yeah, so very good, man. I mean, Batman, uh, one of my, I mean, that was just a global uh, sensation all summer long back when you still had McDonald's and the, the, they were giving away kid toys and stuff like that. But I'll never forget Batman, how big it was. I mean, everybody was wearing a shirt, had the hat. Yeah, so Batman sure. would be another one for me. One of the ones I saw, again, our rules are I had to see it in the theater. I saw Batman in the theater. What's your next one? My next one, saw it in the theater and still probably freaked out to this day. This is an, And also, this is another movie we're honoring today uh, for this show because it came out 40 years ago tomorrow. Now, tomorrow will be Saturday if you're listening to this. 40 years ago tomorrow, June 11th, 1982, E.T. Oh, man. E.T., the extraterrestrial, yep. saw it in a movie theater. It was produced by Steven Spielberg. Uh, the film stars D. Wallace, Henry Thomas, Peter Cody, uh, Robert McNaughton, and Drew Barrymore. 
Uh, this was, Matt did not know this, the film's concept was based on an imaginary friend yep. that Spielberg created after his parents' divorce. Just, That's correct. I mean, you take, you take that horrible thing that happens in your life and be like, you know what, I can make a quadrillion dollar movie out of it. Absolutely. Uh, now, he, of course, he... Columbia Pictures passed on it, which is a huge mistake. Universal Pictures bought it for $1 million. They gave him $11 million to make it. He made it in $10.5 million. Said, okay, I'm, I'm going to come in under 11. I came in at $10.5 million. Tremendous. Uh, it made $788 million. Yep. It was the highest grossing film of all time uh, through that time. Uh, and again, one of the cool things about it was they filmed it in chronological order. Because they wanted the kids to grow with the character itself, to start loving, you know, start loving it. I know it was obviously a stuffed animal, and sometimes it was a, a smaller person in the costume. But starting loving it as a thing, they want didn't want it to, to. They kind of fed them the scripts as they went, so they didn't know what happened at the end. So all the crying and stuff is real because they did it. Yeah, they're learning about order, the, yeah, which you know, you know for, to help the kid actors along with their acting. So again, just a wonderful, wonderful movie. You got the the phone home, you get the finger touches, you get the the ambient symbol, which is now the the bike in the right, sky sure. over the moon. Uh, just great, great shots. Uh, maybe one of the famous shots of all time. But when he is dying, correct, <laughs> and they come in the house and shut everything down and put up the curtains and the, close the door, one of the most terrifying, oh, of course, heart wrenching things. When you when I was, I guess in '84, I was nine years old watching. Oh, look, this movie. when an astronaut busts into your house, seven years old, are yeah. you kidding me? It was. Oh, I dude. mean, I'm, I'm watching. I'm seven years old watching it. Just and I like screaming tears. Yes, and I remember not having good dreams after yeah. that. And I couldn't watch it for years knowing ab about that part. And it took me probably four or five years before I could run it on video again. But again, just an absolutely great movie. If you haven't shown it to your kids, it's a wonderful, I mean, yes, there is that terrible part, but a wonderful heartwarming story. So I, I cannot, if, again, if you're listening to this, say, oh my God, I hadn't thought about that, that show in years. Find it for your kids and let them watch it because it is a, a wonderful show about friendship, uh, about separation, but how to deal with it. Just a wonderful show. Oh, great movie, Derek. I mean, not a, not many other things to say uh, for sure. I mean, E.T., again, I can't remember. The whole reason it's not on my list would be I can't remember if I saw it in the theaters or not, but just wonderful, wonderful movie. Well, Derek, I know the last two we're going to talk about, I'll just defer to you because we share them on our list. But our last one where our list did not come together and match, uh, Ghostbusters. 1984. And yes, people, Ghostbusters did come out in the summer of 1984. 1984, so 38 years ago. Huge stars, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Just a massive, massive movie when it came out in 1984. I mean, uh, who doesn't like to see uh, New York get trampled on? I, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> now that I'm older, I appreciate it. And Hal, Hal Remus was started and yes. wrote it. He yeah, also started wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah. Just look, Ghostbusters. Uh, my, my daughter actually enjoys Ghostbusters. My youngest, she started to watch that, which, um, you know, sometimes the language, you know, whatever. But <laughs> just a wonderful movie. A really uh, a great comedy, a great, uh, you know, got plenty of action um again science fiction stuff back in the 80s that was a really big deal telepathic stuff and ghosts and all those different things wonderful wonderful movie ghostbusters another one on my list of blockbusters that i saw in the theater that uh, definitely ranks up there high for me the last two we shared Derek, go with your first one all right next uh, last two we shared now the, the next one on our list this one uh, surpassed now again remember E.T. held the highest grossing film of all time, uh, starting in 1982, held it for 11 years because it's, it was surpassed again on June 11th. So again, E.T. came out on June 11th. This movie also came out on June 11th, 29 years ago in 1993. So that uh, it was highest grossing for E.T. until Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park yep. came out in June 11th, 1993, exactly 11 years to the day of E.T., also, of course, by Steven Spielberg. Uh, it is based on a book by Mike, Michael Crichton, my, it had a slightly higher budget of $63 million. Uh, Of course, as we said, AT had 10 and a half. 
However, it made one point zero five billion. Yeah. Well, the fact that it they the fact that they made Jurassic Park for sixty three million dollars is still very impressive. Yeah, and so they made over a billion dollars, the first movie ever to make over a billion dollars, and it kept that record again. This time for only four years till Titanic came out. Correct. We'll discuss that later. Yeah. Uh, now the Jurassic which was not Park, on our list. Because not on our it, list. It came out in December. Did not. Yes, right. Uh, Jurassic Park. It starred Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Richard Attenborough, Robert Peck, Martin Ferrero. Uh, and Samuel L. Jackson uh, in a wonderful role. Yeah. And so, again, just a and great Neiman. movie. Hello, Newman. <laughs> Newman's in there. <laughs> Newman is in there. Little jerk. That, when this, um, the whole thing, well, yeah, because of what Newman did, two could happen and, and so forth. Well, yeah, but he he, uh, oh, he, he got his. He got yeah, his. Yeah, oh, he did. <laughs> he, he <got laughs> no doubt his. about that. Now, look, had a John Williams musical score. Yes. Uh, it was a th- had a 3D re-release in 2013 to celebrate his 20th birthday. Uh, and again, a, a billion dollars sold. It won 20 awards, 20 Academy Awards, uh, including, of course, visual effects and sound. Uh, and it is the, considered a landmark in the development of computer-generated imagery and animatronic visual effects. Man, it was so terrifying and so believable. Yes. In 1993, you had not seen CGI quite like that. No, no. And when it when it starts, when the water starts Oh, yeah. rumbling when he the comes suspense up suspense is what gets you the oh whole time. when he flips over the right. car you and look out there and the cow the calf's gone the goat's gone or whatever <laughs> oh yeah I yeah mean, it's just the whole movie is fantastic but i mean that was and now we're kind of used to it but still you go back and watch the movie holds up it oh, holds yeah, up from that from the cgi animatronic and it's it's an awesome movie no we're definitely desensitized to it now 30 you know 20 something years later to be or almost 30 years later to watch but yes the sound oh. the actual t- rex sound and the noise we had People had not done that. I mean, you know, it's it was it was amazing. Jurassic Park, wonderful, huge summer blockbuster. And, and you're talking about and the, I loved it. You're talking about Batman, all the uh, the merchandise. Correct. Man, there were lunch boxes, everything. thermoses, everything. t-shirts, action. Fi- I mean, everything. Jeep, Lo- those little jeeps. Follow me on this, Derek. I'm, no offense to anybody. A lot of nerds came out of that. Okay, can we be honest with you? A lot of people started digging around the dirt when it came to that, hoping they'd find the next dinosaur. My son was born what uh, eleven years later. He still he he was a paleontologist. He, he, he when liked five it. years old. Well, he loves was, dinosaurs. He went through a little nerdy phase. Yeah, He's not yeah. necessarily anymore, but uh, definitely a little nerdy phase right there. So a lot of people start digging in the backyard. Derek, last one that we talked about, last blockbuster that you and I both agree on. Um, as we count down our summer blockbusters, give it to them. Last one, Matt, uh, on both of our list. Independence Day, huge uh, blockbuster, came out July third. Again, this is our my second movie. Uh, of course, uh, Back to the Future also did too. July third, nineteen ninety six. Uh, just hey, a- who who knew that Will Smith punching something. <laughs> Would <laughs> would make its own countdown. And that was a good punch. Yeah, everybody agreed with that punch. Yeah, everybody agreed with that. Uh, of course, it, it stars uh, Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum again, uh, Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch, uh, Randy Quaid. I mean, just a great, great uh, uh, cast. Had a it had a budget of seventy five million, mm-hmm. so a little higher than Jurassic Park, and made eight hundred seventeen million. So it didn't quite Came out get to when? that billion. Came out when? Uh, Nineteen ninety six. Three okay. years later. Gotcha. Three years after Jurassic Park. Uh, it begins. It was. This was a unique one because this was the first movie that the demand was so high yes. and the, the previews were so high. The first time, of course, they, everybody does it now for a big movie, where they said, you know what? It looks like it's going to be so big, we're going to give you two shows on Thursday night. Wow. This was the first movie. Right. Okay, 1996. Cool. They showed it. It opened on July 3rd. However, it did begin showing July 2nd, some of those midnight type right, showings. Sure, sure. This was the first movie to do that, which was awesome. Uh, it, re- it received a mixed positive reviews. Uh, which you know, looking back, it, I don't know why, because it's just a fun movie Come to watch. On, yeah. Um, but again, it it did made uh, over eight hundred and eighteen million. As I said, uh, I can't. No, oh, the end movie. of that movie is fantastic. Yes. The, the the creepiness of the ships 
like shadowing out the cities Correct. Uh, is amazing. And then, of course, Randy Quaid going all suicide bomber on us. Yep. Uh, just a great movie. Well, I mean, look, suspense. Again, that, that's the stuff right there, Derek. One minute is so suspenseful. You're so terrified uh, of what's coming next or what that is. Look, I think aliens, I think the reason aliens may resonate is because we all maybe like wonder what things look like. But uh, have also, no des- also a summer blockbuster. We have no <laughs> desire. We have no desire to know what they look like. No. <laughs> No. I have no desire to truly know, get down to it. I have no desire for a dinosaur to walk right outside that window right now. Nope. Zero. Or an alien or anything like that. Period. No. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty sad when Top Gun or something like that is going to be about as close to a movie as I'm ever going to get, which I'll never be in a fighter fighter jet because that's how um, we just want to keep our dinosaurs and our aliens kind of <laughs> over there. Okay? That's hey, just it. it. It made Will Smith a star. An well, absolute, well, I mean, said, you know what, this look, guy Look, E.T. Could be was friendly. He'd, he'd killed you. E.T. would have crushed you. E. I don't know if E.T. E. E. would have. He I could move stuff around. I don't know if E.T. would have. His mother would have. His mother would have come yes, for your throat. Yeah, she she would have come for your throat. She's not the best parent, though. No, I mean, she's not, not the best parent. parent. Yeah, right. you, you know what it is? That was their version of Home Alone. There you go. Just absolutely. What count a, the kids. Count yep. the kids before you pull up the station at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Did not do that. Left the kid behind. Yeah, left the kid behind. Kid gone for like two weeks, sitting there having to go. Just a, just a mess. I mean, come on now. As a parent, I get it now. Because <laughs> I, I told you three times, and the next thing you know, I set the cruise control, and I'm a million galaxies away. I had to come out and get your sorry tale. So uh, anyway, wonderful, awesome blockbusters. If there's, look, if you had some movies when you were growing up, like we just talked about, that you enjoyed, show them to your kids. Now's the time. Show it to them. Sit them down. Watch some of these different movies that we talk about. Like Derek talked about, E.T. is a wonderful family movie. Um, it stood the test of time. Go check it out. And speaking of staying the test of time, Derek, the uh, UTW Podcast, hopefully. And if you enjoy what we do, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, share it with friends, share it with family, share it on Hernando Happenings. Simply hit the share link wherever you listen to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Share it with friends and family. Share it. Let others know what we're doing here with the utw podcast if you enjoy our show you'll enjoy ob pod simply stands for olive branch ob pod covering the eastern side of desoto county also deep dive into lewisburg olive branch and center hill athletics when uh, when the fall rolls around look them up today well derek our friday show always ends the same way please consider visiting a local church this weekend all the churches in hernando all the churches in desoto county have facebook pages websites you can find the different worship times there Please consider visiting, taking your family to church this coming Sunday. You will not regret it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. (laughs) 